Hello and welcome to the SC Halfback Podcast. I'm your host, Matt Namofsky. With me again, my number six, my trusty number six. Let's call him the Matt Frawley to my Jamal Fogarty. It's Johnny. How are you, mate? Mate, I'd much prefer Tyson Gamble, but I'll take it. <laughs> mate, how'd you want today? Because we're obviously at the end of the season. We're starting our off-season content, getting our big board ready. But before that, one of the things that came up in our last podcast, you mentioned the Masterstrokes by Newcastle in trading away, in a set, in a set essence, Chris Randall to get Greg Marzu and trading away David Clemmer to get Jackson Hastings. And it got me thinking of what are some of the realistic NRL trade swaps that would help both teams NRL-wise, but from a super coach side, make some players very interesting. So I put the challenge to you. You have three, I have three. And let's talk it out and see what that would look like. So I want to throw the I want to throw it to you first. Give me your first made-up NRL trade that you would like to see from a super coach sense. Hmm. Um, well, I haven't gone ahead and do trades, but I, I was thinking a person who I feel like just deserves you know regular first grade side, and you know I'm talking about it's a Sharkies outside back where they've got an excess of outside backs. It's actually Connor Tracy. Hmm. I feel like he would slot right in into any other first grade team. You know, he's you've seen anywhere he slots in, whether it's I think he is like by trade. I think he's he's like a half you know, like a 5-8, but you've seen him slot in at, you know, centre, wing, and fullback this past season, and he's just gone on a tear. So, I mean, a trade, you could, you know, what's a side which has excess forwards and, you know, limited outside backs? Could be a doggies sort of for for uh, Connor Tracy. I'd love to see it. Yeah, I think that's a that's a really nice one to throw up. I think Parramatta mid-season, there was, a, there was a rumor that they were going to sign him. I can mm. imagine him slotting into our right center position, push Bailey out to the wing, and all of a sudden our back line is nice and clean. I like that. I think, like you said, the doggies, I think slotting in the centers of the dogs would make a lot of sense. Dragons, they need a bit of spark, a bit of spunk, and I think mm. contrary, see, that's a nice one. I like that one. And I think, you know, again, with Will Kennedy coming back next year, how does that now look? Because Sioni Katoa and Renato Molotalo are the wingers. You would assume Raymond and Talakai, maybe Talakai can be pushed into the 2RF, but that's a nice one because very much in the mold that I'm thinking of, a player that the team may not need uh, and can get something back. And I think Connor Tracy, like you said, he's not going to be wanting to spend a lot of time in reserve grade next year after what he's done at the back end of the season. So I do like that one. Let me throw out the first one. So this is a bit of a random one, but hear me out. So it is a trade involving the Parramatta Eels and the Dolphins. I'm proposing okay. that Ewan Aiken goes to Parramatta. There's already reports that, you know, he's been shopped around at other clubs. And I think we can send Joe Offen and Goway to the Dolphins. And I think that accomplishes two things. Parramatta gets an outside back or potentially a guy to put in the second row forward where they've struggled this year. And the Dolphins, who, you know, in their first season, they've had, you know, they've had to battle that injury bug. And I think front row forwards has been one of those positions where, you know, Jay Brom's had a bit of timeout. Mark Nichols have had a bit of timeout. I think a guy like Joe, we've seen when he gets extended minutes, what that looks like. He is obviously an, a former rep player. And I'm sure that both of those guys, you know, have shown that they're not first choice at their club right now. And I think a new change of scenery could be good for both of them. So that's my first one. You and Aiken to Parramatta, Joe Offen and Galway to the Dolphins. Okay, I like it. I like it. I think uh, Joe O, you know, he had a massive season, 
you know, past two seasons really at, at the Tigers. And um yeah, I think I think he he would do well as a Dolphins. And then in return you got Ewan Aiken. So you want to slot in Ewan in, in your backs, I'm assuming. Look, I, I could definitely use him in the in the centers. We want to show up the center, but you know, we did see what a bit of a rotation that two RF was as well. Like I don't like having Hopgood or Maddo on the edge. I think mm. someone like Ewan is a good strong ball runner. Um, mm. And that's why I love Parameter. He can fill both positions. But I'm actually more interested to get Joe up to the Dolphins because for me, like you said, he had two bumper seasons where he was coming off, you know, really, really good uh, super coach stats. If we look at it uh, very quickly. So in 2021, he averaged 45. In 2022, he averaged 61. And then obviously this year, dropped down to a 35, playing off the bench, got injured a couple of times. So I think, you know, we can get Joe up to the Dolphins. Uh, potentially starting at lock or coming off the bench. That could be, you know, you put him in that four pack with a Tom Gilbert, with a, you know, Lemuelu, Ken Brom, Jay Brom. I think it just tightens it up. And again, from a super coach perspective, you know, Joe O was one of those players, nice end of round pickups, you know, can plug in your front row forward, two RF. So to bring back a fallen gun is always something I'm interested in doing there. I like it. I like it. Let's go to your next one. What is your next player off the ranks? My next player who I love to see, you know, get some regular first grade side time. And, you know, I'm also thinking about this from a super coach perspective is uh, John Piera from the uh, Broncos. Okay. I feel like he's got the perfect super coach game. You know, he's got massive base and um, I guess, you know, given the right opportunities in one of those high-flying teams, he could uh he's a decent finisher so i'd love to see him get um decent game time i'm not sure who could benefit from you know or john piera but you can see how the knights massively benefited from you know like a bulking sort of winger taking my taking yardage out of that side um some someone like a greg marcy for the knights i think john piera can be the same for one of those other teams yeah, he's an interesting one. I'm just looking at his stats now. His most games played in the season is 15 uh, in 2020. Average of 43. Nothing that seems out there. Going to 2020, I played the four games. Average of a 38. Uh, going to 2022, five games for a 48. And then this year, he only played the one game, but did score an 85. Like you said, one of those wingers that do find the try line when he scores. Good, strong ball runner. Um, yeah, uh, there's plenty of clubs that could use a, use a winger. You know, you think of any of those real... Uh, you know, bottom eight sides. You know, I, I kind of think he would be, he would have been great for when Manly signed Jason Saab. You know, one of those type of signings where you know he just matures into the position in a year or two and he can really start blooming. Um, I like that one. Yeah, Jordan Pereira is some someone who you know hasn't obviously what we've seen since twenty twenty hasn't really been given the shot. You know, he's even fallen behind the pecking order at, Mel, at Brisbane. Right, you've got Cobo, you've got Oates, you've got Arthur's. You got Dean Mariner coming in there now. Deloise Hoyt has also had a couple of games over him. So, yeah, I think that's a good one. Where would I like to see him the most? Off the top of the head, you know, Dolphins. I think, you know, they had a couple of guys coming in and out of that team this year. Those Robert Jennings minutes could have gone to someone like uh, Jordan Prera. So, no, that's a good shout. I, I, I'm in on the, uh, the Jordan Prera one there. Let me go to my next one. I want to go to – this is uh, actually probably out of the three, this is my favourite. The next one's big up, but this is my favourite one because I think what it will do for both players. This is a trade involving the Sydney Roosters and the Canberra Raiders. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to send Sandon Smith down to the Raiders 
And in return, the Raiders are going to send Sebastian Chris up to the Roosters. Once again, accomplishes a couple of things. Raiders need a 5-8. I don't think Matt Frawley is the, the teller lancer. And what I've seen of Sandon Smith in first grade, he's confident with the ball and he's bloody fast. I like he's those two good. things in a half. So, you know, when Sam Walker was out, he was really good. And coming off the bench in this last, you know, bit of a run that the Roosters have been having, he's been able to kind of come on and be really energetic. You know, I could even see him as a really small 13, you know, just rocking around the middle. I like that. Sebastian Chris to the Roosters really excites me. Obviously, you got guys... Tupu's getting up there in age. Suwali is going to rugby union. Germano's had his injury troubles. You can put Sebastian Chris on the wing at full, at center and add a pinch at fullback if required. And I just think he's one of those guys. I think what you'll see when Dom Young goes to the Roosters next year would be very, very similar to what Sebastian Chris can do. A big, strong ball runner, good finisher, close to the line. I really like that trade just for Roos, uh, the Roosters getting an outside back. You know, it's been... In the last couple of years, a lot of injuries there are very nice coming. That's someone that could actually start for them. And then Sanders Smith just getting a crack in first grade to say, here's a couple of seasons of first grade next to Jamal Fogarty. Here's what you can do. Yeah, no, I think that is a win-win situation. I've uh, not thought about it, but yeah, I think that's uh, that, that would work for both clubs. Sanders Smith, just, I think he's got that game. I really want to see him with a full off-season 26 rounds. I think he has a really nice super coach game. He can also kick some goals. I just think that the way he runs the ball reminds me of Luke Keery, where just, you know, he doesn't take it on all the time, but when he does, it's a piercing run, you know, between two tired defenders. I could see that really, really work. And then, like I said, Sebastian Cruz had a really good super coach season this year. You put him in a nice little attacking side like the Roosters. And I think he just really pops off the screen and he would be very highly owned in uh, draft leagues uh, for sure. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's go to your third player, mate. All right, this last one. I think this is more of a um, a sort of wish list, a sort of dream scenario for the Knights, rather than uh, something that I could ever see happening. Um, is, well, for, for one, I know this isn't happening, because, uh, so Lachlan Miller, mm. he sort of, you know, great, great super coach player. Uh, you know, he's had his sort of, I guess, ups and downs with first grade. Um, but I would love to see him sort of go on to another team and, you know, potentially get another starting position for someone like, I don't know, the Dragons. The Dragons have Tyrell Sloan. Um, Tyrell Sloan, I guess he is probably a similar mold to Lockie Miller in that, um, you know, they're, they're both great in attack, defense, and I guess... The, the rest of the fullback sort of um, arsenal is maybe a bit lacking, but in return, I'd love to see the Knights get, you know, a second row, really, which is what we need at the moment. Someone to replace uh, Fitzgibbon on on the edge, really. Someone like a, you know, obviously Jane Sewer is probably at the top of that wish list if we were going to go mm. for a second rower. But um, yeah, something like that I'd, I'd love to see happen. Yeah, Lockie Miller, those first 10 rounds, and I remember Stephen and Ali had even, you know, I offered crazy amounts for him because I'm just like, he just hit super coach points. He's yeah. team, they, weren't, they weren't going that well to start the season. He was averaging, must have been around 65, 70, and he was just, he was goal kicking, in attack, he was just fluid. Even saw when he was with the Sharks those couple of games. So I love that. Um, who could you get? Oof, okay, second rowers. I just... As soon as but you Jack said Bird. to me, as soon as you said to me, Lockie Miller, I thought of two places instantaneously. One wouldn't work, one would work. 
I thought Tigers straight away, but then I realized Buller's already there, so that's probably not going to work. And I thought the Raiders. I thought put him as the number one. He was what Xavier Savage was meant to be. What could you get back? A Trey Mooney? Could you get uh, John Ellie Whitehead for a season to replace? I like Lockie Miller. And we had that podcast about, you know, it's a shame to see him go. I think he could be one of those guys. Could even have a crack on the wing next year. A lot of upside in Lockie Miller. And I think uh, it'd be a shame if we don't see him again in Supercoach because, like you said, that first 10 rounds, if you jumped on early, if you drafted him, you would have got, you know, round five to eight for him. If you started in Classic, he was at a good price. You really repaid yourself for those first 10 rounds. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are calling for Caelan Ponga's head, saying that, you know, <laughs> with with Lockie Miller, you know, we, we're, we're actually doing quite well with Lockie Miller. Uh, the, the Knights did get a few wins early on in the season, and then um, I guess we, between Ponga's injuries, the Knights weren't going to, too great. So um, he was one of our shining lights early season, that's for sure. Yeah, for sure. All right, last trade here. Two guys that will never get moved by their clubs, but I'd love to see it from a super coach. Then, so I think it would take both guys to the next level in super coach. It's a trade in, involving the St. George Illawarra Dragons and the Cronulla Sharks. I'm going to send Zach Lomax to the Sharks, and in return, Will Kennedy goes to the Dragons. I've done this for two reasons. I really want to get Will Kennedy in a fullback spot where he's basically the second option. I want to get him in the Dragons. It'll be Ben Hunt, and then Will Kennedy's going to be taking all of the... He'll be swinging both sides of the ruck. He'll be taking 22 runs a game, and he'll just be the vocal point of attack. I want to see what he could do as the one of the lead fullbacks. Because in the Sharks, you know, you got Hines. Moylan was there, Trindle. He was always going to be third, and sometimes Bradley comes out of dummy half. I think you take him and go, you're the second best attacker in this club. You need to do something now. I think you get a next level out of uh, Will Kennedy there. I also now free up the fullback spot for Kate Dykes. And as you know, I'm a huge Kate Dykes fan. Uh, now, Connor Tracy could take that fullback spot after what he's done. So it frees up a fullback spot for the Sharks, which I think have better options at fullback. But what it also does is it gets Zach Lomax into the left side center spot. I want to push Talakai into the 2RF. I want to put Zach Lomax in the center. I want to have an edge of Zach Lomax and Ronaldo Mulatalo in Supercoach. That is what I want. What what Zach Lomax has done for Michele Ravalava's career in Supercoach, I want him to give that to Ronaldo. So that's my dream. I want to have Hines feeding the ball to Kay Dykes feeding the ball into Zach Lomax, two or ones, Ronaldo in the corner. And I have some twin towers on that edge because, uh, yeah, they're both massive aerial targets as well. So it will only elevate Nico's average from, you know, 100 to about 150 next season. <laughs> I just, yeah, Zach Lomax is one of those guys. He's playing on this Dragons team. He's signed to a long-term deal, but I just want to see what he looks like in a competent team where, you know, he doesn't have to go and go get the ball. It just comes into him and finds him in good positions. And I think on the Sharks, that'd be perfect. Like I said, they can push Talakai one in, bring him off the bench's impact and have, you know, a real sturdy. Defensively, Zach Lomax is very, very strong. I think he would he would really own that edge with Mulatalo. And like I said, I just I'm picturing Will Kennedy in a Dragons jersey. It just looks right to me. I'm just thinking uh, Hunt going into the line out of the back to Kennedy, sweeping with a red V, trying to link up with some player. So not going to happen. But I think both guys, for me personally, it would instantly increase both of their draft stocks in my mind if they both switch positions. Yeah, I mean Zach Lomax. He's sort of been a few seasons ago. We were talking about him as you know a next 
next up sort of emerging New South Wales Blue Stars. I know one of our mates in our draft comp drafted him in the first round not too yep. long ago. Yeah. So um yeah, I think he Zach Lomax is someone who could definitely benefit if he was gonna have a change of season scenery, sorry. Yeah, and I think that's the great thing that these couple of transactions have showed us. You know, Newcastle's gone, I have a surplus of something, I need something, let's go get it. And, you know, you look at Mars, you and Jackson Hastings, they were, you know, by no means wanted by their clubs. You know, obviously were given away for guys like Chris Randall and David Clemmer. And what they do is it gave us one of the, I think the 11th overall supercoach player in Greg Marzu. He probably wouldn't have played this year at Titans. And all of a sudden now we get a 77-point average in Greg Marzu. And I think as these player swaps happen, it's only going to be better for Supercoach because guys that are sitting on the fringe, like a Sandon Smith, who, you know, won't get regular minutes, all of a sudden now can get 80 minutes, 26 rounds, and we can get another guy in a position to uh, draft and have some fun with. One can dream. It's it's very nice, especially in the hooker spot. So if we can get some more hookers going, um, all the better for the rest of us. 100%. Well, we'll leave it there, mate. You've said it all. Thanks for coming on, mate. Always a pleasure. And thanks, everyone, for listening. Have a great day, and we'll hear from you soon. Cheers.